0: Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome.
1: Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely
0: uncomfortable.
1: Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday.
0: If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate Appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah,
1: we appreciate so them. much appreciation.
0: All right, let's dive into the episode.
1: Hello, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome back for another episode of Let's Talk Peaches. We're so happy to have you here. Welcome. We are on the precipice of holiday season. I've, we're like in holiday season. We are. Thanksgiving is a couple days away. Is on the other side of the wall. Yeah. On the other side of Hump Day, yeah. <laughs> on the on the other end of the week, yeah. Yes, that's a good
0: one. <laughs> yes. On the other end of the week, I hope you're
1: excited. I know we are. Um, I hope you are getting all of the goodies prepared and getting all of those recipe Pinterest boards, putting them to good use. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And enjoying yourself and having having Some a nice time. Maybe? Yeah, I think back to last year what we did for holiday seasons and it was very, very very low key and I'm very low key. I'm ready to get back out there. Yeah. I'm excited to put on an actual outfit. Yeah. For holidays. (laughs) the put, holidays. <laughs> put on makeup for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Anywho, we'll just dive right into this week. This week, we are so excited to have Fia on the podcast. She is a life and manifestation coach, and she has so many good nuggets to share with everybody about mm-hmm. balance, about success with chronic illness, all of these good things. Something that we Wanted to focus on for this time of year, in lieu of the ho- of the Thanksgiving season, mm-hmm. um, Thanksgiving holiday, is the idea of appreciating how far we've come and being mm-hmm. grateful for the achievements that we've had that mm-hmm. we've had thus far. Taking a beat and to be thankful for how far we've come. Give yourself a little pat on the back, a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah, because I. Th- it's really easy for people to to always be looking at the future and always be looking at the next goal that they're trying to hit. So this episode, we wanted to take some time and focus on how do you avoid that and mm-hmm. be grateful for all of the accomplishments and achievements that you have accomplished, which yeah. you have peach. So appreciation and gratitude yeah. to you for getting this far.
0: Yeah, I think life is a balance of we, we said this a lot life is a balance. And half of it or part of it, I should say, is being motivated and setting goals and realizing your potential and going after the future that you want for yourself, building the future that you want for yourself. But also, like Nicole was just saying, it is important to take a beat and be thankful and be grateful and take account and really, I don't know, just like really take in the amount of success that you've already built and like feeling that and being in that moment. And that's something that we talk about in this episode that i'm super excited that we're super excited
1: to share with you so with that said i think we'll just dive right in and bring on afia brb peaches All right, peaches, we have the lovely Afia here with us. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you.
2: How are you? Doing we're good.
1: Great. We like to ask um, at the beginning of each episode, what's up
0: Peach? Like how's your day going?
2: How's, how's your, your week, week going? going? We're
0: smack dab and well, you're kind of you're entering Thursday. Thursday, so we're you're you're getting there through the week. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, you know what? This has actually been a really good week for me. We've yeah. been this is we just got out of our sixth lockdown in Mal- in Melbourne, so uh, all the socializing, all the activities, it's been amazing.
0: amazing. Oh my gosh. That's so
1: that's such good so news. good to hear. I know like Australia they go in and they go out. Has been a whole other ball game, um, but happy to hear that things are getting somewhat back to normal. Yeah. And
0: What's one thing that you did this week that was like exciting?
2: Uh, I went for cocktails in the middle of the day with my friend. I was like, yeah, why don't we just take a day off work? Um, like on 10 minutes <laughs> notice. She's like, cool, I'll meet you in half an hour. It was so good. Uh, uh,
1: I'm sure and I'm sure everybody is like on the same page with that.
2: I know. Yeah, the idea absolutely. is that, like a
0: midday cocktail after at, out
2: months of lockdown yeah,
0: at a bar in a restaurant. Fabulous! I know, I know.
1: We're so excited to have you here with us today. Um, you have your a podcast of your own. Do you want to kind of roll through for people who have never heard of Afia before, like what you do and who you are and all mm-hmm. that good stuff?
2: Yeah. So, hi, I am Afia. I'm a mindset and manifestation coach, podcast host of the Manifest Edit podcast. And for me there is few things I'm more passionate about than helping women to stop settling and to create their extraordinary lives. It's partly due to my own story and my own struggles growing up and finding my place in the world, but also due to watching the lives of my friends and my clients and knowing that often we do have these bigger dreams. It's just around really creating permission slips to go after those. So really my work, I say, is about helping women cultivate those inner permission slips for the lives they truly want to live.
0: Well, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of creating a permission slip for yourself. I've never heard of that. Phrased uh, like that? Yeah, phrased that way. It's very interesting. Okay, so the when this episode comes out, it's going to be around the time of our Thanksgiving, which is a time where lots of people are thinking about how thankful we are and what we're like thinking, like taking... Taking
1: a minute to be appreciative of all the things around us and something that we thought would be a good topic to pick your brain about is the idea of I think a lot of people especially entrepreneurs can get get stuck in the mindset of I always need to be growing I always need to be reaching for the next big thing and not appreciating how far they've come already so we would love to pick your brain about the idea and maybe some advice and tips around just taking a mental note and being appreciative of how far you've come and all of these successes that you've had so far and not being like always scurrying past those moments?
2: I think that's such a beautiful topic and something that I love to bring an awareness to with my clients because for me, I always say to manifest your extraordinary life you have to see yourself as an extraordinary person and then people are like I don't know if I'm that extraordinary if my life's that extraordinary or how am I going to see myself as this amazing person I'm like okay let's just take a check and see all of the things you've done in your life up until this point and it's very rare that people will sit down and say okay I achieved all of these things over the past month over the past year over my lifetime and when you sit down to look at that list of all the things that you've done the people that you've reached it's actually quite profound to see how much is really there Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you ever personally had any issues like I, I think we all can I know I have had issues with like slowing down I'm definitely somebody that is always constantly taking I'm very motivated I'll call it and I'm always thinking of what's next for me and always as soon as I get what I what my next goal was I'm always thinking about the the next thing that I want and sometimes I have a hard time slowing down, especially in a time when my circumstances aren't exactly what I want them to be and appreciating them. A, have you ever been in a similar situation? And B, how did you kind of slow down and find been able to appreciate? like the situation that you are in in the current?
2: So answering a around have I ever had a time where I felt like I was just constantly go 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 and not really stopping to appreciate the moment yeah absolutely I feel like my life has always been quite fast-paced and especially over the past couple of years because I have been spending so much time in lockdown like 263 Mm -hmm. days over the past year I was just like work next work goal work next work goal and I did realize that You know, I'm not actually creating that much space for fun and enjoyment in my life. And that's a problem for me because one of my biggest values is freedom. And I'm not actually giving that to myself, despite the fact that I can't go outside and maybe have it in the way that I would dream of, that I still need to be making sure that I make that time for myself and I'm prioritizing my own growth not only in terms of personal growth and achieving goals but growth in oh these are experiences that I want to have in my lifetime or oh this is something really fun that I want to do like for me pre, pre the events in the past two years going to festivals has always been something that I'm absolutely obsessed with and I love so much part of the reason I love it so much is because it's an opportunity to disconnect to switch off and then you're just so immersed in another world for a few days and I think Something that I have learned over the past few years is that you don't just need to be traveling to somewhere else or you go into a festival to have those days when you just like switch off and tap into how beautiful the world really is. So, cultivating those moments of joy in the everyday is an absolute priority for me now. And yeah, it has been a really that's one beautiful gift that I have had from the past year is learning how to make everything really beautiful. So, there'll be days I'll go outside, I'll look at the sky, and I'm like, the sky's oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so now, like with everything open up again, I'm, I still feel like that about the sky, but there's so many other things to like have happy cries about. So, yeah. So have happy cries. Yeah. Basically, yeah. That's, that's it. Podcast done. Yeah. I
0: love the idea of like, in order to connect to where you are, take some time to disconnect kind of thing. I love that notion. Whatever that is, whether it's a festival or taking a walk, whatever speaks whatever that looks like to you. Whenever it speaks to you Mm -hmm. kind of thing, I think that is something that like I don't know if you would have that I would have thought about on my own. Like in order to feel more connected to my life, I have to disconnect first for a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think we're just plugged into so much all the time that you do have to regularly like check yourself and check where you're at and like unplug from all those things that aren't serving you. And sometimes that's external things, and sometimes that's also internal things of the way that you're treating yourself or speaking to yourself or feeling like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself for the way that things should be or that they. I'm saying inadvertent comments, by the way, you can't see on the podcast, but. In <laughs> the shoulds. Um, I'm just really unplugging from that and saying I need to give myself a bit more love because I deserve it. Not because I did anything, but purely for the fact I was born. Purely because of the fact that I was born.
0: I love that.
1: And you're you're sort of this engine that's like doing all of the work. And if you're not giving proper maintenance to the engine, it's not going to run properly. And so taking those moments to unplug is part of you servicing your engine if you will, mm-hmm. <laughs> and making sure that you're going to run properly and that you step into whatever task with your best foot forward.
2: mm I think what it comes down to is responsibility. And we can talk a lot about responsibility when it comes to your goals and when it comes to your work life. But you also have a responsibility to making yourself feel good and to maintaining that kind of sense of equilibrium in your body in the way that you're feeling. And often that feels like a second, third or even fourth priority for a lot of people when really that is the number one priority. And then everything else has to fit in around that.
0: I'd love to hear like a little background on why you decided or start to, where, when you decided to become a manifestation uh, coach and life coach. Um, like when you're we like, yeah, this is, my, this is my calling. This is what I'm going to do.
2: So it's, you know, I definitely didn't grow up as a little girl being like, oh, I'm going to grow up to be a manifestation coach. But I definitely did always have a desire to help people. And for me, it really came around in the f- past five years of oh, these are some things that I have changed in my life and it's made a huge difference. Then sharing those things with friends, then sharing those things online. I've been a content creator for the past nine years. I've been blogging for nine years and it really evolved very naturally from me helping people have the confidence to travel solo to helping people have the confidence to love themselves more to helping people have the confidence to create the lives that they truly wanted to create. And I think that all of those things have always been related And for me, manifestation coaching was really just stepping into that next level of this is not just something that I'm committed to doing for myself, but something that I'm committed to helping other people commit to themselves.
0: Yeah. When did it enter into your life and how? Because I feel like I've only recently been introduced to manifestation through like social
2: media. But when did you experience it for the first time? So I actually grew up Buddhist. Um. So for me, I've always had a more, you know, a different perspective to life maybe than some of my friends and more open-minded view and we grew up next to a Tibetan monastery so after school we'd come home from school and then we'd like hop over the fence in our back garden and be at the monastery and we'd be that's where we spent most of our time growing up so for me in my early 20s I'm 28 now for context but in my early 20s I was introduced to the film The Secret like a lot of people are and I was like this is amazing want to create my life create vision boards and mm. um, that was in 2016 And then I really transformed my life from where I was at at the beginning of 2016, where I was very miserable. I was studying a degree that really wasn't suited for me. I had followed that path of the shoulds and where I felt I needed to be at in my life. And I decided to let that all go and go after what I truly wanted. So by the end of 2016, that saw me moving overseas from Scotland to Australia and manifesting all of these incredible experiences, all of these incredible people into my life.
0: Amazing. One question I thought of while you're speaking is, how do you know when it's time when it's like, I need to like be present, and I need to accept that this is like a thing for me. um, And I need to be appreciative of it versus I'm like, this isn't serving me anymore. And I need to start manifesting and doing things to uh, make a change yeah
2: yeah I totally understood that for me it's basically a decision between ego and soul and what for me when I was in doing my master's degree my ego was like well you have to keep going this is what people do this is you know you you finish your degree you get a grad job that's the path that you're meant to do this is what everyone thinks we're going to do we have to do this whereas my soul was like you don't necessarily need to do that. Um, you know, you can follow your joy. There are things that you're more passionate about. What if we did what we're actually excited about? What if we did something different? What if we liked did this? And it was a really, for me, the way to identify it is how it feels. So if you can think of something, you can think of something that happened, maybe it didn't go the way that you want, or you can think of a time and you look back where you made a decision that you would have made differently. And you can think about when I can, so I'll think of a memory in my mind and then I'll think of like how my body feels in response to that memory. So for me, normally it feels like a constricting. Mm. I feel like my body's like literally like closing up into like a little shell. Whereas when I think of things that are really exciting to me or where I know for sure that I'm living my purpose, it's like, your entire physiology changes like it feels like expansive I can feel like my eyes light up a smile across my face and it's noticing like what a no feels like in your body and what a yes feels like in your body and when you can be aware of them beforehand so I know beforehand like okay this is what a no feels like this is what a yes feels like so when I'm in the moment I go back to the time when I was so sure before it was actually happening is this a yes or is this a no? And while you'll have the chatter, your ego will be like trying to convince you or something, the feelings in your body aren't going to lie to you. So if you're like, yeah, this is what my soul truly Mm -hmm. wants. But at the same time, you feel like that constricting feeling that isn't what your soul really wants. That's your ego trying to tell you that's what your soul really wants. Interesting. That's very interesting. And I
1: think that I'm like, you never think to take a deeper look into your body and even like your posture. Like I know that when I am feeling super confident and super good about where I am in my life I know that I walk differently I hold myself you know it's there's a confidence and when you're living your purpose and when you're in the right space that you're supposed to be and like really paying attention to how your body is reacting to the things around you and Mm -hmm. like how you're feeling I think is a really interesting idea um Mm -hmm. to like pay attention to more because that's not something that people are like
0: looking at all the time. I feel like my body, I think this is pretty similar to what you were saying. My body has a physical response to when I'm, like, when I make a positive change in my life. Uh Uh-huh. Like, even, like, when we went to college for the first time, Mm -hmm. I was just, like, it was me being independent for the first time and since, like, moving out of, like, when we moved out of our childhood home, it was, I was like, oh, I value independence. Okay. This is a huge core value for me and it like fits me really well I feel like I stepped into a version of myself that I'd never met before that I really enjoyed and like my spirit I was like at a higher vibration I dropped all of this like heavy weight off of me like I lost like 10 pounds in this like in a month and I was like this is so weird and I'm usually that's not usually my homeostasis of like things i don't know i just felt like i was lighter so i think that's a really good piece of advice like taking taking a mental note of like how the body's doing yeah how it feels how a yes and a how a no feels in your body that's a really powerful phrase
2: yeah i think as well because that's so personal and while like your friends can give you advice or even as a coach, I can give you like a little bit advice. um, Really what you want to do is like build that kind of map of your own internal systems because your intuition is, is your guidance system. And I think particularly as women that we've been taught to go against that and to kind of ignore those feelings in favor of like the, the strategy or the shoulds or the supposed tos, but coming back to that and trusting that more can only ever be a good thing.
1: Mm. What's a good way to get more trust within yourself? I think that has to do with sort of that topic that we began with of not taking not taking a moment to like be happy in where you are, is the, is the lack of trust within yourself that you'll get there, is the lack of respect within yourself to like give you that appreciation. Um, so what are some ways to bring more self-trust into your life, do you feel?
2: Okay, so three things that you can do. Number one, ask, what do I need to do to trust myself more? You can literally write that at the top of a journal page, even if while you're writing it, you're like, I don't know, when you actually start writing, you do know. Number two is making micro commitments and actually following through with them. So if you said like, I'm gonna go for a walk at 1 p.m., Come 1 p.m. you're leaving the door and you're going for that walk and you're keeping those small commitments to yourself. Like if you can trust yourself with the smaller things, then it's going to be a lot easier to trust yourself with the bigger things because you're going to see it playing out. And then the third thing kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier is like noticing where you already have been. Doing things and maybe just not bringing in awareness to this is like, okay, I'm going to build myself a little. It's like you're a detective and you're building yourself a little case file and you're like, oh, I did that. I listened to my intuition in this instance and it worked out really well. And collecting kind of evidence that, like, oh, yeah, I can trust myself. Yeah, I can follow my intuition. Wow, my intuition has led me to some amazing places. Mm -hmm.
0: What was your journey like? Well, I know you grew up in a Buddhist world (laughs) so maybe spirituality was always around when did spirituality come into your life and what was that like because uh here or at least in our lives we didn't we definitely didn't and Growing into our spirituality has been a little bit later in life, um, and that's something that we're doing in the current, I would say, is, like, getting to know ourselves and our spiritual side and our intuition and trusting ourselves and trusting the universe. If that's always been in your life, what advice would you have for somebody that's, like, just getting started with that and, like, trusting this, like sp- their spirit the spiritual side of life?
2: <laughs> so until I was 10 I was Christian but then from 10 onwards I was Buddhist so I wouldn't say always 100% but I would say like mm. a, a majority of my life I would feel that I was like leaning more to spiritual and I would say for someone who is just approaching it now this is a really really exciting place to be because I feel like you know definitely 10 years ago, if you'd have gone on Instagram and said like, oh, I'm interested in like meditating with crystals, people would be like, uh, what? Mm-hmm. So now is actually <laughs> a really exciting time to explore your spirituality. And the other thing is that it's so deeply personal. Some people will want to talk to angels. Some people will want to talk to their higher self. Some people will be like, yeah, that sounds batshit crazy. So it's about finding the things that you want to explore that have an interest to you and not thinking what's the right way to do this but like what am I being called towards and when I say what am I being called towards I just mean like what's piquing your interest at this moment in time and picking two or three things to start with rather than feeling like you need to know like every single thing or every universal law is just like how can I make this so simple for myself pick a few things begin to explore those and then I can branch out from there. Mm-hmm.
0: That I feel like that's a theme that keeps popping up for us in a lot of our conversations. It's this idea that you don't need to know everything in order to get started in something or to feel confident in something. Sometimes it's about dipping your toe in or asking for help or getting guidance when you need to, or just like, I, especially with spirituality, like over the last couple of years, for, for me, it's really just been, what am I gravitating towards in this moment? And like, what feels right? Like, I didn't, I, I recently started, like, my crystal journey, and, like, now I have a couple of crystals, and that's what feels right to me, and that's, like, the idea of letting your intuition guide you and what feels comfortable at the mo- in the moment is really great. When would you say is a good time to get le- a manifestation coach involved?
2: Oh, good question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow, I've never been asked that before. It's taken back. It's like, oh. Yeah. Um, In terms of going back to what you said before about like not needing to know everything, you know, as a manifestation coach, I certainly don't know everything and there's practices or tools that I don't use. And if my clients use those tools and I don't, I'm not like, oh no, I can't help guide them or don't use this tool. This isn't something I use or something I like. I'm like, oh, this is really exciting for you. So for example, full moon rituals and things like that is something that I don't really practice that often, but it's something that a couple of my clients are into. I'm like, yeah, that's really great for you to explore. I encourage you to explore that deeper. For me, that's something that I'm not really going into at the moment, but that's definitely something you can explore. So now coming back to the question that you actually asked, when's the best (laughs) time to hire a manifestation coach is when you desire to hire a coach. If you get that feeling like, ooh, maybe I should hire a coach, then that desire probably came to you for a reason. So. Reasons why someone might come to a coach is I know for me in the past when I've hired coaches that has been like I feel like I'm at a bit of a crossroads in my life or I have some really big goals I'm going for and I just want that additional bit of support to not only learn about tools and practices, but to have that accountability and also someone to help me build that sense of momentum. I think momentum is one of the most important things, especially when it comes to making changes, because it's very easy. You know, we all know the new year thing, like, yeah, I'm going to be a gym bro this year. Mm -hmm. And then come February, it's like, what gym membership? (laughs) So having someone to help you build that momentum, hold you accountable to what you said you were going to do. And knowing that it's not, if you find yourself you know, struggling to keep to your promises or sometimes going a bit off track, this is actually a very human thing. It doesn't mean that it's not for you or these goals aren't for you because sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't do that thing that I said I was going to do. But having someone to support you through that and actually say, okay, if there's something that you're consistently not doing, maybe there is actually something else behind it there rather than I'm just lazy and I never want to get anything done. So for me, something that I love to do as a coach is to really help my clients gain a different perspective. And I think, what's so special and so unique about the coaching relationship is that it's very different from a friendship and I always say to my clients like in the most loving way I'm not your friend and the reason why (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not your friend is because I'm gonna call you out on things I'm gonna say things that are potentially gonna make you uncomfortable Mm. and that's why you're paying me your friends are gonna have a very biased view towards you Mm -hmm. because you know they already have that prior knowledge of you and they have these preconceptions which make them a great friend but make them a terrible coach mm-hmm. I loved what you
1: said and now I'm losing my thought too you had said oh you had said usually it's like there's a deeper reasoning for that if you're not just lazy and I think another common theme that we keep running to in the podcast is ask yourself the questions like keep ask play that why game and say like what well why do didn't I show up for that task today? Why mm. didn't I get it done? Is it just that I'm too busy or is there something deeper happening here? Um, and I think asking questions to yourself just about everything in life, not even just like internally, but just about the world in general is super important. And the first step to taking the right steps next step forward um in whatever in whatever task or whatever thing in your life is is you're asking about mm-hmm. i wanted to echo that a little bit because i think it's like really important something that's really showing up a lot in this podcast and in my life personally a lot mm-hmm. lately yeah
0: i also really love the like i'm not your friend and i'm going to tell you things that may mm-hmm. that you may not want to hear because yeah when you're uncomfortable, you're growing kind of thing. I think yeah. that keeps popping up for us and a lot, too. And even
1: if you do have that friend that's going to be blunt and, like, tell you whatever else, like, I, there's a, an emotional part of it that, you know... <laughs> it's just when you hire a coach it's someone who is not too emotionally involved and like can can be blunt with you without being like I love you this is why I'm telling you the things you don't want to hear because I love you because I don't want you going down that road and it can come
0: th- I feel like there's also wrong. some sort of like when you're friends it, there's a weight of like this person's gonna want me to listen to them mm-hmm. like and they're going to be in my life every day and versus a coach where you're like I'm paying them to tell me the thing so like this is in a way it's like it it's me coming back to it's me solicited advice not unsolicited yeah advice. well exact there you go yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's what came up for for us while you were
0: were saying all of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love the way that you both um, added some extra context to that. And I think, yeah, of course, I'm not like, I'm not your friend, like I'm your enemy. But what I mean is that, yeah, um, that there are certain things that you want to keep sacred in a friendship. And there are certain things that you want to keep um sacred in a coaching relationship as with any other relationship right you're not gonna have the same conversations you have with your doctors as you're gonna have with your friends they're different because of the level of trust or the level of intent that you're bringing into that relationship so I heard of this concept at um a tech festival that I went to once and she talked about instead of your BFFs who are your VFFs, and your VFFs are your values friends forever and they're going to call you out on your BS they're going to encourage you to step into that like kind of deeper aspect of yourself and I see myself much more on that plane and that I am gonna mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna hold you accountable to your greatness I'm gonna hold you accountable to
1: your
0: greatness Beautiful <laughs> snaps. Something that I uh, heard a lot last year was this idea of like toxic positivity, which I think some of your friends can be. Like instead of instead of telling you the hard truths, they just like nod and say. It's okay like or like rationalizing a behavior You're like i think
1: i did this i think this is i think i messed up here and they just want to make you feel better because they yeah. don't want to see oh, you I'm sad sure. oh have you ever seen oh no that's
0: fine like i'm know sure the you are fine you know the tiktok where there's a hairdresser and the <laughs> do you remember this one Where they're they're like oh i i like cheated on this person and they're like i'm sure you had a really good reason or like i <laughs> know oh, yes. no he liked it. like and i i remember being like yeah that's that can happen. People yeah. can do that all of the time, and I it drives me wild. But I don't know. That might be a little off topic. But <laughs> if, if you feel like there's a lot of that in your life, maybe it is time to implement a coach and just to like get something refreshing and see like if your perspective changes. And like with manifesting specifically, we could manifest some better people in our circles.
2: I think the other thing as well is that in your friendships, you don't really. Get the opportunity to have conversations like that. Like it would be considered quite rude if you just sat and talked about yourself nonstop for an hour. Ah. Whereas in the coaching relationship, um, the people are like, "Oh, sorry, am I talking too much?" I'm like, "No, keep talking. Like this is literally all about you." <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't often have those opportunities in our life. Like, hey, this next thirty minutes, this next hour is literally just talk about you. What's on your mind? Give it to me straight.
1: Yeah. As we enter into holiday season, I find it. I mean, I'm even, like, going through this now in my personal life, and at this point of this recording, we're not even up to Halloween here in the U.S., (laughs) but I'm, like, I'm tired. I'm like, there's so much to do. I have to balance my my health, my health and wellness, my day job, my side hustle, my social life, my fam- me, family, like all of these things. Do you have any thoughts and advice and goodies to share about balance in your life, especially like as we enter the busiest time
2: of year? Yes, um, a couple of things. So I think that our concept our conceptions is that the right word? Conceptions, perceptions, word? perceptions, perceptions. Conception. Yes, yeah. perception. I think is the word. Like, oh, my mouth weird. But I don't know what that word was. <laughs> <laughs> um, our perceptions of balance, I think, are a little bit diluted and misguided. I think that often when we say balance, we're aiming for an ideal that we never actually had in our lives to begin with. So it's knowing that there is always going to be like a little element of messiness and it's just increasing your capacity to hold that little bit of messiness rather than, yeah, there's going to be a point in my life where every single day I get what I don't. What needs to be done, done, and every day is perfect because that's a it's a lie. It's, it's never really existed when you think about it. And for me personally, I have college, I have coaching, I have my courses, I have friends, I yeah, have friends. Yeah, um, you know, I have so many different things going on in my life, and at no point at any one time do I feel like I have done everything that I need to do for each of those areas. But I feel like I'm giving my best effort to every single one of them. So what you can aim for is your best effort rather than thinking like everything on my to-do list for every single area needs to be done in meticulous timing. The other thing is just, something that has really helped me is outsourcing Mm -hmm. and that may be having for some people that may look like having a team member for some people that may look like to a certain friend like hey I've been organizing a lot of things for us to do recently would you mind you know organizing a little bit more taking a more of a booking role if you're going to events and stuff and that friend stepping in for a little bit if you are a mom maybe that's like hey can you do this to your partner or whoever else you have around and asking them to do things for a little period of time so for me outsourcing has really been huge and I actually had someone recently in one of my virtual events and she's like I'm really having trouble keeping my house organized and keeping it clean. I've been really struggling this the past year. I'm like, well, why are you trying to do it? Would it not make more sense for where you're at right now for you to be manifesting more money so you can outsource this to a cleaner? And you are spending that time that you would have been like stressing about having everything organized and clean for the kids, actually doing something that brings you more joy. And now she's hired a cleaner and she's like, this makes so much sense. And I just wasn't allowing myself to actually do the easiest thing for me. So your subconscious mind always wants to take the path of least resistance. We're the ones who feel like the need to overcomplicate things. So where can you just like simplify things a little bit more, either add in some processes, add in someone that's going to help you and just like kind of dial it back because no one's going to be looking at you being like, oh, why hasn't she done it like this specific way? We're the only ones that are having those internal processes. For me, one of those things is repurposing my content. No one's reading my Instagram captions being like, "Ha, huh, this is weird. This is like exactly what she said in episode 52. Mm-hmm. No one. <laughs>
0: With the money and the cleaning lady situation – I've never thought of manifesting so logically before, like so uh, (laughs) practical, like in a practical utility, like in in, like these small little things. I don't know. I've always thought I've thought of manifesting for myself, at least like more of a bigger in a more of like a bigger uh, picture situation. Or like maybe over the course of my lifetime, I want to hit six figures over the course of my lifetime. I want to do this. And like it's always served me well in the past. And I am I am. I don't know what I'm hopeful for the future, (laughs) or I feel confident that I'll reach my goals in the future. But I've never I'm like, I mean, we could use some help. And I'm like, do you when you're looking for something a little bit more practical and a little bit more in the moment? Did the person manifest the money and then hire someone? Or do you like hire someone and then trust that the money will come? Like, and I'm sure it's probably different for different situations. But I'm so curious what you have to like about that. Yeah.
2: I think in that situation she committed to hiring the cleaner and then she's like the money is going to come because now I have time to actually work in my clinic where she'd be earning like and especially when you're an entrepreneur you have to like think about what your time is worth. So for me, my time is worth so much more if I'm coaching someone or if I'm hosting a virtual event than spending like an hour making Canva graphics. Like that's not moving anything forward. Like, yeah, it looks cute, but no one really cares that much about that graphic. So it's like, putting your time in the places where it actually means the most. Even if it's not in entrepreneurship, like my time means more to me spending an hour with my friend than like sitting at home thinking about what are we going to do today? Mm. It's really just about getting like super tactical about something. So I think, yeah, a manifestation can be made really practical and you can either... You know, if you feel more comfortable waiting for like, okay, I'm going to wait until I have $50. Then when I have the $50, I can do it. But for me, I always like to leap first because I trust that I'm always going to be supported and guided. And if you don't have that level of trust, again, this comes back to like, what evidence do I already have? How can I build my trust if I don't feel like I have that level of trust? So I love to take that leap because then I feel like I'm going to be a lot more resourceful in the process. Mm. So in the past, When I invested in coaching, I was like, okay, I've got to make sure that I have all of the money um, and then I'm going to invest when I'm at a really comfortable space. Whereas the last investment that I made was like multiple five figures. And I was like, this is a lot of money. And I was like, now I put this money in, it has to work. There is no other option. It is working. Mm -hmm. So obviously I'm not saying put yourself in a situation where you are going to get yourself in some serious trouble. But I'm saying that sometimes in waiting to have everything organized beforehand, you're going to be waiting forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I think that's a common theme and that's a that's a logic that you can apply to almost every aspect of your life like you're never going to have All of the answers before you take this, Mm -hmm. take a risk or you go step into the future. You're just it's just not going to happen unless you're doing a one plus one equals two math equation. Like you're just it's and then you're holding yourself back and limiting all of the opportunities that that you could potentially have. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of when we were looking for an apartment. Mm -hmm. We were looking for our first apartment, just the two of us in the city. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at all of these places and we had such a hard time finding a place within our budget. That was like what we wanted, and also felt like us, and felt safe, and felt good to us. And then we found this one space, or we started like we upped our budget a little bit. Oh yeah. And we were like, okay, so we have this place. It's like basically out of budget for us. Like Tip-dee, we only o- we of- just get approved. <laughs> we would just get approved financially to have this have this space, but it really feels right, and we love it. Do we do it, or do we keep looking for something that's a little more cost efficient and we ended up going with it, and within like with, I don't within, within a month, couple months, I had gotten a raise. You had gotten a new job, and like the universe supplied, supplied us yeah. with more yeah. money. It was just in,
1: it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely an interesting experience. Yeah. and it was a nice sort of like universe has got you. Yeah, yeah. And sort like, of take a risk, take the step that you feel like you deserve. That apartment didn't put us in a, like you said in a in a place of trouble. No, but it was definitely a little bit out of our comfort zone or different than what we had seen for ourselves and then we took that step into that life that we wanted and then we we it leveled leveled, into it matched yeah so that was a good that was a good example
0: (laughs) (laughs) another question that i have for you is uh taking a bit of a pivot is i think there a lot of people have experienced a lot of loss this past year financially with people and it's time it's, it's just been kind of a dark season for a while. and so I'm curious like what kind of advice you have for somebody that's like trying to stay positive or trying to move through this uh, darker season of life like we were talking about earlier, we're trying to feel positive during a time like this uh, is hard so I'm curious.
2: Mm -hmm. I would say for anyone going through that is making sure you're actually giving yourself time to honor the way that you're feeling like if you're feeling like oh but other people have it worse or shame around the way that you're actually feeling it's that that actually perpetuates negativity rather than the emotions itself like I feel like emotions themselves don't really have that strong charge behind them but it's the way that we feel about the emotion that we're having that causes us to spiral so for me I said I think it was last year I was like This year, I really found myself mourning the year that it was supposed to be, but Mm -hmm. celebrating the year that it actually was. So giving yourself that permission to, yeah, be sad about things. Yeah, maybe you were meant to do things a certain way, or maybe people that, you know, are no longer with us anymore and actually give yourself the time and space that no matter how your struggles are, like, don't compare them to someone else and say, like, well, someone else has it worse, because we're just thinking in the perspective of your own life right now. And I find it really damaging, actually, when people use that, like, well, put it in perspective, other people have that worse. I find Mm -hmm. that quite a toxic thing to perpetuate. I think that's That's really unfair. Like gaslighting in a sense. Yeah, it's really unfair. And, you know, for me, when I was younger, I was orphaned at a young age. And I know my friends would like come to me with things like when they're having like arguments with their parents or something, they're like, oh, sorry, I feel really bad talking to you about this. And I'm like, just because of my experience, it doesn't, you know, downplay what you're feeling and what you're going through right now. So Mm. you can absolutely still come to me with these kinds of things. So that's always my perspective towards it when it's like other people have it worse. Well, yeah, people are always going to have it somewhat worse. Some people are always going to have it somewhat less compare it in context of your own life so let yourself feel what you're actually feeling but don't live there don't like live in the sadness or in the shame or in the guilt or whatever it's somewhere that you can visit but like take what you need to take from there spend the time that you need to spend there and then ask yourself like what you're going to do to move forward and if you are going through a really dark and heavy time like there's no shame in seeking out therapy or seeking out someone to bounce those things off because for me from what I've experienced when I am going through challenging times the worst thing is feeling like you're going through it alone or that it's something that you have to keep for yourself and just ruminate on so whether that is therapy or journaling or meditating just find a way to transmute those emotions so that you, they're not just sitting there heavy on you weighing heavy on you
0: yeah yeah I think moving through trauma and dark seasons is, like, one of the hardest things that we do as human beings, Um, but also, I think, one of the most beautiful things that we do as human beings because it's, like, this huge transformative experience, and anytime that I've said this before on the podcast, and I'll say it again, anytime that I've gone through something tough in my life, like, for me it was a more simple thing of like a breakup or something more traumatic that really rocks you and like who you are I've always come out of it a better version of myself or maybe a better version is not the right word but like a just like a I don't know I feel more aligned like I've learned something and now my nose is pointed in a direction that I that I know is better like that or like is more clear like oh I'm supposed to do this with my life oh I'm supposed to have this personality trait or like this is who I am now Um, and I've always been really proud of myself after like coming through a season of like that so I have like this love-hate relationship And I say that I always like say it with a lot of anxiety because I'm like, I know there's more coming. (laughs) Life is long like yeah. Life lucky enough, life is long and like other things will come. I'm young and like trauma is inevitable for everybody whatever it is for people and i'm just like always getting anxiety because i'm like something i'm like in a very well, s- peaceful state right now <laughs> I, I mean life is long
1: and if you look at your family members or your friends people who have lived a longer life even like our uncle he's in his 60s and he's still experiencing highs and lows of your life like it things are always going to be changing challenges are going to be put in your path but that doesn't mean that it it pulls you back or It breaks you um it could mean quite the opposite
2: Mm. yeah something I always like to say is that I think there's an expression about like I don't remember what the exact expression is but it's basically about everything having a lesson but I feel like it's something that you need to like consciously look for it doesn't just automatically present yourself you have to be like willing to like look for a gift there or look for something that is a lesson or something you can use or take from it or mm-hmm. something that's gonna allow you to move forward and give you the closure that you need because especially when it's involving other people, they're probably not gonna give it to you. You need to create that resolution for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. The idea of moving through it, like cause you you said earlier, like don't live there, don't set up shop yeah. and live there. Like you have to, whether, and maybe it is like getting a therapist and like helping some, someone to help guide you through it Or journaling or just something that we're, so we're not constantly just sitting in a place that like days and days and months and years of just sitting in sadness, because that's not helpful, but like moving through it.
1: Something else that I wanted to pick your brain about and talk to you about um, is your experience of having success and building something while also dealing with chronic illness. Um it's something that is near and dear to our heart too because our mom has chronic illness. So I think it can be hard to play the what if game when especially if you're first diagnosed or if you're like in the thick of the new beginnings of it mm-hmm. um to say like what if I have a bad day and I can't and I can't do this so I don't want to like I don't want to take this step forward because this might happen with my health or whatever. So I don't know. I'd like to hear your thoughts on your journey and that sort of experience.
2: Yeah, so for anyone listening, I have endometriosis, which is a chronic condition that actually affects one in 10 women, but is seriously under research. so often it is linked, people think it's just like really painful periods, but it goes so much beyond that, it's a chronic inflammation, so that can look like back pain, painful periods, it's like, and it's not just like, oh, this is a little bit sore, it's like debilitating, where there are days that mm-hmm. I like physically can't walk. And this was Mm -hmm. something that I actually had undiagnosed. I think it took six or seven years for me to finally get a diagnosis. And throughout all of this time, I was going to the doctors and saying that something was wrong. And they were basically telling me that nothing was wrong, um, Uh. that it was in my head. And I remember like one time specifically that has always stuck with me is that, I was actually convinced that I was like, there was something seriously wrong and that I was dying. And I remember one time I went to the doctors and I'd asked for a pap smear. I'd booked it in because I would convinced myself that I had cancer and I went to the doctors and then she was like, oh, how old are you? And I think at the time I was 24 and she's like, oh, you're actually too young to have this. And I was like, well, I'm here now. Can you just do it? It'll really give me peace of mind. And I was crying and then she wouldn't give it to me. Um, so that was just ah. like a really traumatic experience for me, and oh, I think, yeah, when it comes to, you know, your own health and well being, that. It it really is. There is nothing more important. And to me now, I am so lucky to have like a really great doctor to, I see a naturopath now to help me manage my pain. But previously, because I'd spent so much time being gaslit by doctors, I actually began to gaslight myself. So I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, when things would come up where I'd have pain, I'm like, oh, am I actually feeling this? Or am I just like kind of creating this pain in my head? Or is it really that bad? Because I don't know like any of my friends on a personal level that have Endometriosis as well. So I'm like, oh, is it really that bad? Like, how can you compare your level of pain? So I didn't know. I'm like, oh, is this actually bad? Or am I just like making it seem like it's bad? But I'm like, actually, wait, no, I am experiencing a lot of pain. So one of the reasons behind having my own business is that like I really need to create something that gives me the schedule to not only be able to take days for my endometriosis, but if I'm having a mental health day, I want to have the freedom and the space to. Go to my boss, i.e., me, and be like, "Hey, need to take a day today." <laughs> yeah, all good, no problems. Take as long as you need. Like, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna have the space to do that. Yeah. So it's really important, like whether you are in, a, you're an entrepreneur or you are at a nine to five job, is that like your pain, your feelings, whether it's mental or whether it's physical, it matters and it isn't in your head. And whether it's something that people can see or they can't see, don't downplay how it's affecting you because you're not making up how it is affecting the way that you feel so for me I am not going to be able to show up and coach people if I'm like dying of crippling pain and that's all I'm thinking about so I've really factored that into the way that I run my business today and I think up until this point I think there's only ever been one session that I had to cancel. But the way, the way, the reason that it is like that is because the way that I've booked out my calls and my schedules is to go with when I think I'm potentially going to be in pain and I've organized it around that. So having success and chronic illness is something that I used to think did not go hand in hand. I was like, well, how is it going to be possible to manage both of these things? And especially when people don't take your illness seriously. But now that I have a better relationship and understanding of how I feel and I'm not downplaying the importance of it, I realized that not only can the two go side by side, but that people really appreciate me sharing what I'm going through and sharing that story. And it did take a long time for me to actually feel comfortable talking about it because I was still going through the trauma of everything that had happened myself. And I would say it's only been in the past couple of years where, and even only in the past six months where I recorded an episode on my podcast, where I'm like, hey, this is exactly what happened. And I think that if you are right in the thick of it and you're still processing things yourself, you don't necessarily, you don't owe that to anyone. You never owe that to anyone. But if you feel that it's something you do want to share, Don't let it prevent you that you're worried how people will handle it or whether people will take you seriously. Like if you desire to share it, that is your right as much as it's anyone else's. But don't feel you need to share anything before you're ready. But yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, success looks different for different people. And to me, part of success to me is I would always, you know, rather make a little bit less money if it ever comes to that and take time off when I need it. It's not that important. Like my health, my well-being is like the number one priority in my life always.
0: What do you do when you encounter, I don't know, like haters at this Mm -hmm. point in your life? Or like, have you ever had a client or had somebody that doesn't respect, like if you've had to cancel because you're having a bad health day, mental or physical? Do you, like, how do you handle those moments.
2: So I've actually never had anyone um cont- I've never had anyone like say that it's bothered them. And I think I set really good boundaries in like both my personal life and my business life. Yeah. And when I did have to cancel that session, I'm like, you know, I was really honest with people. I was like, look, I'm not going to be able to be 100% for you when I'm, I'm not feeling at my best myself and I, you deserve to have like the best experience and I want to give that to you. Yeah. So I'm going to move this session. And nobody was like, ah, you said you were going to coach us on this day. How dare you not show up in crippling pain? <laughs> you betrayed us, you know, and yeah. I'm also not manifesting those people into, into my orbit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I think is a very powerful thing for anybody out there listening with a chronic illness is like knowing that I, I feel like you I, like people think that those a lot more of those people exist in the world and that they'll surround themselves with them. But have to deal with it a lot more than maybe they they will. Yeah. Like we can manifest we can manifest the right people to come into our bubble. Yeah. As we kind of start to wind into our hour mark. Is there anything else on the idea of manifestation and and just like what you do and in your journey that you think is like really important to bring up and talk about?
2: I think for me, when it comes to manifestation, that three of the most important things is like Building that degree of self-awareness and always checking in with yourself and what's fitting for you, what's not fitting for you. Taking responsibility for where you're at in your life and not from a place of blame. But if I'm here right now, that also means I can change my situation or if I love where I am right now, I need to celebrate myself for that. And then also self-compassion. I feel all these things go really well together because you don't wanna be looking at yourself through the lens of judgment and you don't wanna just be like blind to what's going on in your own life and expecting other people to like fill in those gaps for you you need to be willing to show up and do the work yourself and when I say doing the work I don't mean you need to spend like two hours on a morning routine but I just mean like have conversations with yourself like check in with yourself and see how you're doing and treat yourself like you would treat a close friend but also you know level up be your own VFF and check in where you need to be checked a little bit Mm -hmm.
1: amazing beautiful And so with that said, I'd love it if we could slide into
2: that peachy clean moment. (laughs) Have you
1: had an opportunity to think about something you'd like to come clean about?
2: Yes, I did, actually. Um, (laughs) I was sitting thinking about it. I was like, oh, what am I going to come past? And I was like, oh, I (laughs) haven't. So something that's been uh, a hobby for me over the past year has been ASMR videos. And it started off as kind Uh, of like normal-ish ASMR videos. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) normal-ish it's like quickly evolved into like the most random things I'll listen to like ASMR Uber ride or ASMR I'm your medieval servant brushing your hair and it's just like (laughs) oh my god
0: (laughs) so specific brushing your hair
2: Um, I know do you (laughs) have a favorite one? um so there's someone called uh, I think she's called like restful rambles on tiktok and I started watching her tiktok she's always the one that's making like the really interesting ones like the one about the uber driver or she's like doing your makeup at disneyland with like wooden blocks or something I'm just like it's so weird that I'm like I love this I started watching it as a joke but then I was like it's not a joke anymore
0: yeah this is soothing (laughs) this is soothing as fuck
1: (laughs) I am trying to picture or hear what an uber asmr video is it like i'll give you a
2: preview (laughs) hello welcome to
0: your uber ride have you got everything you need in the back some snacks perhaps (gasps) oh my god that's amazing my asmr
2: debut thanks
0: guys
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my my gosh (laughs) you know
0: asmr is so weird but it there's like it's there it grabs time, you. There was one time I was watching a girl, like, do, fa- like, the girl that does facials. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was doing facials. Oh, my she, God, And she, like, yeah. whispers what mm-hmm. she's doing. And I fell asleep. I wasn't even watching to fall asleep. I just fucking, I just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then I woke up and I was like, oh, damn. Hmm. It works. It, it does relax There's something you. super soothing. It's,
1: like, it's the weirdest thing, but I think it's the most, like, effective thing,
0: you
2: know? There's something to it. Yeah, it's honestly the best. Like even like ASMR medical exams. I'm like, yes, I'm ready. Get out the gloves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the gloves sound amazing. Like that's one of my favorite sounds. Like the gloves. I'm like, oh. yeah, it's very exciting so to me. Yeah, best sleep ever. <laughs> very exciting.
1: Best sleep ever. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing. You're now all peachy clean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for giving us some of your time and coming on the podcast and chatting with us about your journey, about your expertise and all of that good stuff. Do you wanna roll through where people can find you and connect with you?
2: Yes, absolutely. So you can come hang out on Instagram, afeasalter underscore. You can check out my podcast, the Manifest Edit podcast. And I also do free five-day virtual manifestation retreats where I share my five-step method for aligned manifestation. It's a lot of fun. We do like, like Zoom calls, breakout rooms, workbooks, meditations, everything. So if you want to join one of those, you can just head to ephiaselter.com forward slash freebie.
1: Amazing. And as always, all of Efias. Goodies will be in the show notes, so definitely head over and check them out. All right, Peaches, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much to ifia for coming on and sharing um all of her good wisdom with us. Definitely head over and give her some love, and as well, while you're at it, give us some love at Let's Talk Underscore Peaches on Instagram and TikTok. And if you could s- subscribe to whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. If you are listening to us on the Apple Podcast. Feel free to leave that five star written review for us. That really helps promote, boost the podcast, and get us into the ears of so many other people. We would very much appreciate it. If this episode connected with you, definitely share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post it to your story so we can share it with our friends. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week. We will see you back here for another episode on Monday. Bye, Bye peaches. Bye. <laughs>